0: Hello, and this is episode two of What I'm Cooking for Dinner. This week, I'm going to be talking about our trip to the Rogue Creamery, spicy lemongrass turmeric rubbed chicken, leftovers lentil salad, chicken and pasta with a balsamic tomato reduction. All right, so let's go ahead and get started with talking about our trip to the Rogue Creamery. So the Rogue Creamery is a cheese making company uh, that is located here in Southern Oregon and they are known for their blue cheeses primarily and in 2020 they won the world's best cheese for their Rogue River Blue and I've had the opportunity to have this cheese several times and it is excellent as well as their other blue cheeses. I've tried their Crater Lake Blue, their Caveman Blue, they smoky blue and maybe one other one. I think the Crater Lake blue is probably my favorite. Uh, the Caveman blue is a little too intense for me. My husband described it as uh, smelling like death <laughs> and he wouldn't let me eat it inside the house. Uh, we ate it outside, it was so strong. So if you like really really strong blue cheese then that would be the one to go with, uh, but their other cheeses are a little less intense They also have some cheddars, and I think I've tried um, just their general uh, generic cheddar as well as their la Dida da lavender uh, cheddar, which is interesting, Um, you gotta really like this flavor of lavender, which I'm not super into, Uh, but going back to talking about our trip to their uh, dairy. So their cheesemaking facility is located in Central Point. Uh, That's where they also have their store where they sell their cheeses. Their cheeses are also available I think across you know at least the western part of the United States and some specialty grocery stores. You can also order their cheeses online. But their dairy is located outside of Grants Pass, Oregon, um, out near Fort Vanoy. It's about an hour west of where we live. And we went out there uh, this weekend to go on a tour. They offer a fairly short tour of their milking facilities, and the tour is free. They offer it two times a day at 10 a.m. and at 2 p.m. And uh, this was a great tour to take the kids on. It was it was nice and short, uh, and the tour guide kept it you know straight into the point. Uh, the kids got some freebies, they got a little um, dairy propaganda book, and a little cow print pencil, and some stickers, and so they were super happy because they got things that they got to take home, and we got to see the laser-guided auto-milking machines, which the, the cows, so the cows walk up to the machine, and once the cow is in there, they can't leave until they get milked and the lasers guide um, the milking machine to the udders and then you can actually see on a computer screen how much milk is coming out of the cow and how much more needs to come out of the cow until it's emptied and the cow gets little treats too for however long i think it spends in the the milking um, area and some of the cows have actually learned that if they kick off the, um, the milking machine that they'll actually, they get to spend longer in there and that they get to have more treats. It was really interesting. I had never seen anything like that before and uh, I can't believe that they actually have laser guided milking machines. We also got to see where the, uh, the barn where the cows are. It's a really large open kind of air barn. Uh, the cows also spend a lot of time out in the pasture. Um, it is a completely sustainable dairy farm, uh, so they reuse pretty much everything. And they have a, a mixture of cows, so they had some Holsteins, they had some Jerseys, and some other cows. I'm not big on knowing all the different types of cows, uh, but they were cute, and they were brown, and some were brown with little ear tufts, and some were black and white. and. Um, I learned that uh, cows can be up to 1,500 pounds, and they have a 300 degree vision, uh, but their blind spot is that they look forward, which is interesting to me. Uh, but after the tour, we went and we got some grilled cheeses. And they have a little farm stand store that you can go into and buy their cheeses and some of the other products that they sell there. Um, but they also make grilled cheese, and they have two different types of grilled cheese. They have Classic, which is a cheddar with their Rogue River Blue um, with some honey on it, which is what I ordered, and then uh, Al and the girls got a uh, just um, regular uh, cheddar grilled cheese sandwiches that they also have with it, whatever seasonal uh, cheddar that they're doing at that time. The grilled cheeses are really delicious. I really like the fact that they use both the cheddar and the uh, blue cheese on the grilled cheese because if it was just blue cheese it would be way too intense and I like the honey mixed with the blue cheese it kind of offsets the um, funkiness the intensity of the blue cheese the intense saltiness of it as well and they're really good grilled cheese sandwiches and the kids were really happy with it and I also got a blue cheese truffle and um, I had seen the blue cheese dark chocolate bar from Lilla Belle which is a, a chocolate maker here in Southern Oregon. I was really interested in how blue cheese would work with chocolate, so I wanted to get this truffle, and I gotta say, I was not a fan of it. (laughs) It was really strong on the blue cheese end, and it had this very, very creamy uh, truffle texture, and I just did not like that taste with that texture. I found it very off-putting. And I would be really interested to taste how blue cheese works in a bar form with a more of like you know the snap from a chocolate bar as opposed to the sort of creamy smoothness of a truffle so we had a really great time going out there uh, seeing their facility supporting their business Uh, if you can find their cheeses if you like blue cheese definitely check out Rogue Creamery it's great all right, next thing is uh, we're going to talk about is the is spicy lemongrass turmeric rubbed chicken, and this is a recipe from Food Lab, and Food Lab is a science food book uh, by the author J. Kenji Lopez-Alt, and if you're not familiar with him, he used to write uh, a column for the website Serious Eats. Uh, He wrote their column called Food Lab and he really gets into the science of food and why certain things work in recipes and why other things don't. And it does a lot of demystifying of food. And I really like this book. I haven't cooked enough from it yet because some of the recipes are pretty labor intensive and time intensive. But when I went to the grocery store this weekend, I found a really good deal on uh, a organic chicken at Trader Joe's, and so I was like, okay, all right, I'm just gonna buy a whole chicken, and I did, and so I brought it home, and I decided to make his, uh, the spicy lemongrass turmeric rub chicken recipe, and I went ahead, and I butterfly the chicken. So butterflying is when you take out the bone, yeah, the backbone of the chicken, and so that it lays flat when you're cooking it. And that way you can more evenly cook your chicken. Um, You also get more surface area for your skin to get crispier. He shows you a very detailed um, instructions on how to butterfly your chicken and also would work for butterflying a turkey. And uh, the method that he uses is using kitchen shears or poultry shears. I don't have any poultry shears, that's a piece of specialized equipment that I don't have, so um, I just used a cleaver <laughs> and just really hacked at it. It did take some finagling, but it, it was definitely doable, and I just really like uh, using um, a butterfly chicken as opposed to a whole chicken that is not butterfly, like I said, because you are gonna get more even cooking because your breasts and your dark meat, so your thighs and your legs, they're gonna be cooking at a different rate. Um, So this way, your meat all cooks at the same rate, it'll be all done at the same time, it makes it a lot easier on you. It also cooks a lot faster, Uh, so I think it cooks about 25% faster when you're doing it butterfly as opposed to doing it not. And so let's talk about though this specific rub. So this recipe originally includes lemongrass, ginger, garlic, shallot, Thai chili, turmeric, salt, brown sugar, oil, a chicken, and then if you want to optionally is a Thai style sweet chili sauce which I did make. Now I've made this recipe before and both times that I've made this recipe I have not had any lemongrass. <laughs> this time around, I did think that I had a tube of pre ground, uh, you know, uh, minced lemongrass uh, that they sell at the grocery store. I thought I had one of those in my uh, refrigerator. Alas, I did not. So I just doubled the amount of ginger that the recipe calls for so that I could make up for that flavor. And it was still really delicious. I also didn't use any chili because I didn't have any and so this was not spicy at all so I pretty much had a ginger turmeric rubbed roast chicken and not a spicy lemongrass one so what you're gonna do is you're going to put the lemongrass ginger garlic shallot chili turmeric um, and brown sugar and you are going to roughly chop those up and put them in a food processor and blend it until you have a paste. Then you are going to want to separate your chicken skin on the breast from the meat. And he actually shows how to do this, it's very simple, you are going to insert your fingers between the skin and the meat of the breast and you're just going to kind of very slowly. Um, guide your fingers in there and um, Separate the skin from the meat. So what you're going to do then is you are going to take your spice mixture, you're going to rub it all on the outside of your chicken and Then you're also going to rub it under the skin onto that meat and that way you're also getting You're not just getting the seasoning on the skin. You're getting it on the meat as well and then you're just going to go ahead and uh, roast it in the oven. I think it's at about 450 degrees for about 35 minutes is how long it took for us. And you're going to want to wait until it is your... The breast is about 145 degrees. And your uh, the joint between the thigh and the body is about 160 degrees. So it, it's anywhere between... Uh, 35 and 45 minutes. So it might have actually been closer to 45 minutes, not that I think about it when I did it. You're definitely gonna want to have a instant read thermometer for this uh, to kind of be more accurate. He also recommends some other things. He recommends um, that you let it dry brine and air dry overnight. We didn't do that. I also am a little bit I'm gonna be honest, a little bit weird, like, squigged out by the idea of raw chicken just hanging out in my refrigerator, and plus, I mean, we have got the apartment-sized refrigerator, which is small, and we just don't have room for uh, a butterfly chicken to be hanging out in our refrigerator, but if you want to do that, that's what he recommends, to get the crispiest skin and, and the juiciest meat. This chicken, though, was so juicy, and the skin was so crispy. Chicken can be a little boring, but this was not boring at all. The rub was super flavorful. Like I said, the meat was really juicy. The skin was super crispy. Uh, We used probably had this for like three days, so (laughs) it definitely lasted us. Um, A whole bird that's about mm, three and a half to four pounds is going to feed three to four people, uh, adults, so this lasted us a few days and it was it was like I said it was just so good. The kids aren't usually super into meat but they really really liked this and asked for more and I did serve it with the uh, Thai sweet chili sauce and that's really simple to make and it is garlic, Thai chilies, uh, brown sugar, white vinegar, water, and some fish sauce. Now I didn't have any fresh chilies so i used uh, red pepper flakes is what he suggests as a substitution and that worked out really nicely and you just put it on this all on the stovetop and uh, bring it to a simmer and let it go for about 10 minutes and that should reduce and you'll have like a nice syrupy uh, sauce to go with that we served it with some twice fried green beans and some rice now for the twice fried green beans i used A recipe from uh, the walks of life and that is walk as in like the cooking implement Uh, and they are a great resource for East Asian recipes and some Southeast Asian recipes as well I really like their website I really like their blog I use it a lot for when I want to cook anything Asian and essentially with uh, twice fried green beans you are dry cooking your green beans first in a very hot skillet and then you are then adding all of your flavorings. And I ended up using um, the sweet chili onion crunch uh, product from Trader Joe's and along with some garlic and I think some soy sauce. I kept it pretty simple. Um, oh, and I also crushed up some peanuts and added those in. And so I kind of just use the recipe more for the cooking technique as opposed to the actual ingredients because I can't access a lot of the ingredients that they list on uh, their website for that recipe. Toys fried green beans are always really delicious so I I thought it was a nice compliment with the chicken. Alright moving on we had all this chicken to use so I decided to make a leftovers lentil salad and this was a riff off of the very well-known kind of Trader Joe's hack of Taking a package of their steamed lentils and mixing it with their bruschetta sauce. Um, I went to Trader Joe's I think on Saturday um, and I hadn't been in a couple of months and I got the I got a package of the steamed lentils and I also got some of their sun-dried tomato pesto and what I did was I took my leftovers from my chicken, this was mostly dark meat, our family tends to prefer white meat, uh, so we had a lot of dark meat left over, and I chopped that up and I put it in a bowl with some chopped up Campari tomatoes, also from Trader Joe's, and some of the twice-fried green beans that we had left over, there's only a few of those, with some toasted and torn up really stale sourdough bread from Albertsons, like one of their sourdough baguettes that they bake there in the store, and that we just kind of had leftover hanging out in the top of our fridge and it really needed to be used, and the steamed lentils, as well as I think some feta cheese, and the sun-dried tomato pesto, and some balsamic aged balsamic that I had hanging out in my cupboard that was from a store down in Santa Barbara that I went to when I went on a food tour down there. So I think, yeah, so we just kind of just mixed all of that up and we ate it with some multigrain crackers and it was really, really good. I was just really surprised that the kids liked it so much. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to get kids excited about beans, uh, But they were really super into it. Of course they really wanted to pick out the bread and just eat the bread and then just eat the chicken and then just eat the cheese, but they also eat other parts of it and they they really liked it and asked me to make it again. So and we had it for leftovers the next day at lunch and normally they don't like to eat leftovers at all, but they were really into this so I was really happy that we all kind of liked it and ate it and enjoyed it. Now the pesto is, um, it is, so like I said, it's sun-dried tomatoes and it is sun-dried tomatoes and mostly cashews. I didn't eat this again after I initially ate it because it's one of these flavors where I really enjoy it when it's fresh and I'm eating it the first time and it's really delicious that way. but. I can't do it again. And this happens to me sometimes with leftovers where I will eat something and I'll really enjoy it that night when it's really fresh. And then the next day I'm like, I don't want to taste that ever again. And this ha- this happens quite a few times with me. And so sometimes lefto- eating leftovers can be a challenge for me. I'm trying to be a lot better about our food waste, So I'm trying to get myself to do that a lot more. All right. So lastly, we have the, chicken and pasta with a balsamic tomato reduction. And this is the last of our HelloFresh weeks. And we had another, another kit we haven't made yet. Uh, But this one was one that my husband made while I was taking my daughter to dance class. It turned out really delicious. It's really straightforward. So it's um, roasted chicken with some uh, seasoning on it. So it's just chicken breasts with seasoning, and then some mozzarella cheese on top, and then you put it in the oven and you cook it. And then a tomato balsamic sauce. So you chop up some tomatoes, put some balsamic in there, and some butter and some, I think parsley, and cook it off and kind of reduce it. And it makes a really yummy sauce. And then some, uh, just some spaghetti. And I really, really liked the chicken. I wasn't a huge fan of the sauce, I'm not a huge fan of tomatoes, so uh, having a completely tomato-based sauce uh, with big chunks of tomato in it really isn't for me, Um, I kind of just pick around it. But I really loved the chicken, he cooked it perfectly, it was super flavorful, he seasoned it really nicely, and uh, did a really great job with the pasta as well. So that was a great dinner, Uh, we barely had anything left over from that, so we kind of just tore through that, especially after. Uh, dance class which you know uses a lot of energy and we get home pretty late on Tuesdays So it was nice to have that meal ready for us when we came in All right, so that kind of wraps up what we um, had for dinner this week So that was the spicy lemongrass turmeric rubbed chicken our Rogue creamery trip the leftover lentil salad and the chicken and pasta with a balsamic tomato reduction